Well, Roberts community, I am thrilled to let you know that today on our podcast, we have Mrs. Jill Johnson, our media specialist here with us. Jill, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks, Stephen, for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Well, you know, the goal of, of Real Talk with the Eagles is to share what is happening within our school. And I thought, man, let's no better person to talk to than Mrs. Johnson here about our library. And so before we get into just what it's like this year in the middle of a pandemic with with library procedures and how that works and stuff i i think our i think our students and community and staff would love to hear just a little bit more about you mrs johnson so why don't you tell us a little bit about your family your educational career how did you get to where you are today oh sure um well this starts my 27th year of teaching i um have been now the librarian for three years Prior to that, I was in a fourth grade classroom for a really long time, either (laughs) here at Roberts or at my previous school that was Gibbs Magnet that's here in our Little Rock School District. And man, what a wonderful experience that I've had as an educator. It has been um, a phenomenal ride. I'm working on my master's degree now. I'll be finished in about a month and a half. Praise be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited about that, but it has been um, an awesome experience and and very telling. I have um, a husband and a son. My son is 22. He Mm -hmm. is in college, uh, his fifth year of college, trying to decide what his major is. So we have that going on as well. But yes, I I love uh, being here at Roberts. This is my ninth year and um, what a privilege it is to get to be in the library. You know, I just made the connection again. We started the same year here we at Roberts, did. didn't yeah, we, Jill? You that's were a fifth grade teacher, and I was in fourth. That's yep, right. Exact same year. Well, you know, just I, I was thinking of when you shared about being at Gibbs. So it's just such a small world. Like before, I was in education and I was in corporate America. I, I was in a reading program helping kids read, and came to Gibbs because I'm working downtown and and got a kid from your classroom yes oh my gosh that's right so we had a connection prior to even roberts but um yeah love your family love you uh let's dig a little bit deeper then into just you know you made the switch a couple years ago to go from the classroom that you were passionate about right right for for decades in 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 fourth grade and then you made the switch to the library tell me about that just that, that move, that transition, and what you do now. Sure. Um, boy, that was a difficult decision because I do, I, I wouldn't have uh, been in the same grade for as long as I was if I didn't love it and have mm. that passion for it. But even maybe stronger than that was really my passion for books. I read a lot of books, like a lot of books. <laughs> and um, who you are as a reader and who you are as a person really impacts your um, way you present yourself with kids. I'm a firm believer in that. My students know that this is important to me, that I read a lot. It's impacted who I am as a person. It is a strong reason as to why I became an educator. I've been a, a, a lifelong reader my entire life. Um, and my, my who is when I know a book is worth my time and students see my excitement in presenting them a book, whether it is me giving it to them to read independently, or it's a book that I'm sharing as a model, as a mentor text. If they see my excitement, then that helps me build that love of wanting books. Um, the person who is doing it, the, it, the reading, the who 
cares tremendously about books. That has to be me. I think that, um, that that's huge. I'm not doing it to check off a list. I'm doing it because it's special. Reading is amazing. And the who in reading aloud to students is all that matters to me. Hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's good stuff. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people probably, uh, a next question of just like what, right? Like, what is the goal, in your opinion, of a librarian? What, what should that be? To fall in love with books. I mean, I can't, I can't stress that enough. There's not a test. There's not a written response when I engage with my kids. The purpose, the what, is me reading them a story and hopefully getting them to fall in love with books. It's kind of a plain plain answer, but it's the most passionate answer that I really do have. It's just, I want them to fall in love with books. That's awesome, Jill. You know, I, I, I right when you were sharing that, I had to write it down. I remember even being in the classroom, and even as a principal, I want kids to learn to love learning. You know, when you think of elementary age kids, that, I feel like that's one of the biggest goals we have of helping them fall in love with books, helping them fall in love with learning, because we can get them engaged in the learning process and enjoying that process, then we set them up for success in middle school and beyond, right? But if they if, if they have negative experiences right. with books or with learning in elementary school, it's going to be really hard for them to continue down that journey in middle school and high school with success. So uh, I, I love that, that, that your goal is to help kids love reading. So yeah. fantastic. So, you know... The purpose of a of library, you know, it, there's one in every building and in every school you find one and kids usually know or they should know where the sure, library sure, is. But sure. but, but what is small. that purpose? Right. Um, you know, being in education so long, one of the questions that I have a tendency to ask people are, you know, is not only why did you get into education, but what is it about reading that really struck a chord with you? Mm. And almost always, the number one answer that comes to me is they remember a parent, a caregiver, a teacher, a librarian mm. that read a book to them when they were younger. And it just inspired them. Um, it brought them joy. It brought them success in reading to having someone read aloud to them. And the importance of that is just almost insurmountable. That's my why. I can teach them theme. I can teach them locating context clues and many other important things, you know, in their reading development. But if I want them to be the best reader and I want them to get out of reading what I get out of reading, I need to make them love it. Mm. I mean, I need to make them fall madly, madly in love with reading and fall madly in love with a book. What I found is really... Um, interesting in reading aloud is that the most important way to get people to fall in love with reading is to read aloud to them. Mm. Um, sitting in parent conferences time and time again, I've had parents just um, pour their heart out to me on how their student doesn't like to read or what can they do. And, and I just go back to, do you read with them? And the power in that is is just, it's something that you really can't can't put into numbers. I mean, it's just, mm. um, it's that powerful. As long as I teach, as long as I'm a parent, hopefully one day even a grandparent, not too soon, but hopefully one day, <laughs> reading aloud will be important to me no matter what. It will be incredibly, incredibly 
a, a, a great matter to me. So Jill, I want to, I want to dig into that a little bit deeper because I think that a lot of times parents just are kind of like struggling to know where to start sure. right with that. And so, especially I think the older kids get, you know, Absolutely. I think that all of us, uh, when, when we first become parents, we're excited about, you know, Hey, I want to read these books to my, my kids. And then like elementary school happens, uh, busyness of life happens, schedules get full. Uh, one of the beautiful things I think about the pandemic is it's caused us to slow down a bit. I think so um, but but I think that like, what advice would you have for families of, of not just like reading out loud, but but maybe like, where do they start with that? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. That's a great question because that's sometimes what's pulled, you know, a lot of times to teachers. Like, mm. how do I even begin? And sometimes it may be um, what we call an interest inventory, which kind of sounds lame. But if you could pull a book that is anywhere near interesting to your child on a topic that they like. I know graphic novels are huge right now. And I'll be honest, when I very first started in this position, I was not a huge graphic novel fan. I didn't have a ton of them in my classroom library. I didn't see the value in them. And just through a lot of my research that I've done, either on my own or in my classes right now, Graphic novels are one of the hardest types of reading materials because your eye Mm. movement has to focus not only on the illustrations, but also on the text and make that correlation between the two. And it's really an interesting gauge. And so my perspective on graphic novels has changed. But going back to your question, it is where you have to select something that interests your child and try to find a book on that. If it is a graphic novel and you cringe at that, just at least they're reading and you kind of have to get past that. I have had to get past that. At least they're reading. And so as as teachers, we call it an interest inventory. And it is just starting at a place where it's something that they like. And it's okay if they read the same book over Hmm. and over for a while. That's okay. At least they're reading. They're only going to get stronger with that every time that they read. Sure. Man, that's such great advice, Jill. Thanks for giving that to us. And, you know, I think as a parent myself, a lot of that is just, you know, really informal conversations in the car Absolutely. or at the dinner table of, of what what are you interested in? Absolutely. You know, asking those those questions to your kids and then figuring out if there if it is that that even if it's a wacky, weird thing they're interested right. in, then finding a book. Right or a magazine or anything about that that you can read out loud to them. Yeah, And that so... kind of goes into, well, we're probably going to talk about our virtual mm. and, and how that's working. Sure. Um, we want to kind of get into that right now. We do. Um, that the, the whole virtual aspect of, of how I was going to not only meet the needs of our in-person students, but also our virtual students was a little... Uh, a daunting task to say the least because I just wasn't sure where to go with it. The kids could not come in and browse in the library. I couldn't have fingers touching the books unless I was willing to clean every book after the viewing (laughs) and that just was not uh, possible. And so uh, Mr. Helmick and I got together and decided that the best move was going to be me going into the classrooms to do my lessons. And, um, but again, how do I get books into the kids' hands? I can go in and do my 30 minute or 45 minute lesson. I do a virtual lesson online for my uh, virtual students. And then I go into the classroom for my in-person. But how in the world do I accommodate um, book checking out? And so Mrs. Coyle, our amazing media clerk, she and I got together and um, filled out or completed a Google form that um, our tech specialist, Ms. Coy, put on our class links page. Students can 
Um, check out books from our Google form. They can check it out from in person. They can note that they are a virtual student. We have virtual book pickups on Tuesdays and Wednesdays outside at the bus lane only, the second bus lane. There is a table set up with the child's name on a post-it note that um, you can come pick that up anytime from eight until one on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And we have a return bin out in the same location where books can get returned there as well. Um, and, but again, going back to, to how we're kind of accommodating the blended learning. Sure. Um, just making sure that uh, when students can fill out this Google form, then Mrs. Coyle gets the form and she um, fills it. She fills their request and then takes it up to the classroom, sits it outside the teacher's door and, um, and the student gets it. Now, unfortunately, students are not able to check out more than one book right now. Mm. Um, the books do have to be in quarantine for at least three days. Like if I get it on a Tuesday, the number doesn't even start till that Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So not until we start back on school that Monday can that book even be put back on the shelf after it's been cleaned. Okay. Um, and so there's there's a lot that goes into that. So in order to keep my books from staying strictly in quarantine so much, I did have to limit it to only one book per checkout. Sure. But going back to knowing your kids and knowing that interest, one of the things that the students know that they have to do on these Google Forms, they um, request a book. But I ask for a backup book because there is a, a, a chance that their book is in quarantine sure. that they're choosing. And there's a chance that their second backup book is in quarantine. And so they know by now, if that happens, that Mrs. Coyle and I can look at their books, choices that they were asking for, and determine based on that, hey, okay, so this kid likes Diary of a Wimpy Kid. He likes Dog Man. Those are very, very popular series, but they stay checked out. So I've got to go then and look at my other titles that I have that may not be as popular, but I know automatically that this kid likes those type of books. And so that gives me an idea that, um, and how I kind of get to know the kids and how Miss Coyle gets to know the kids, just strictly based on what books that they like to choose. That's good stuff, man, Mrs. Johnson. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm like, man, hashtag 2020, right? Like, yes. like, yes. like whoever would have thought we'd be talking about quarantining <laughs> books, right? Just even six months ago, but here we are. And, um, what, what I think is incredible and I want to commend you and Mrs. Coyle, you know, it's just like our teachers in the building. Everyone is having to figure out mm -hmm. how to do things differently Absolutely. and to meet the needs of our virtual and our in-person kids right. and and that happens in our library too because you're right just because a student's virtual right. they need access to those books Absolutely. and so um you know quarantining books if that's gonna happen like we make it happen and i love the idea i want to highlight those dates again you said tuesday and wednesday from eight to one correct is book pickup now they can drop off a book anytime, anytime monday through friday the the bin is out there at the second bus pickup yep. uh, lane and it says return library books here so that's always out there but unfortunately just due to our scheduling Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the only two days that we're able to do that. Now, our public libraries do also have curbside service, mm -hmm. and so please utilize that. If you uh, need help with that, I'll be glad to assist you in that. My email is jillane, J-I-L-L-A-N-E dot Johnson at lrsd.org. My office number is 447-447. Uh, 8306 and I'll be glad to walk you through any of that if you're looking for um, help in the public library system because I know they may have um, more times that are compatible to maybe your work schedule. 
That, that's that's fantastic. Virtual kids, no excuse, right? Like she's yeah. giving you yeah. every access yeah. to be able to get those books. And yeah. so, um, hey, well, on behalf of um, just the school in general, thank you, Mrs. Johnson, sure. for, for the efforts that you're making to engage students in, in learning to love reading. And, um, you know, I, I was in a classroom, as we're kind of wrapping up here, I was just thinking, I was in a classroom observing a teacher a couple weeks ago, and then Mrs. Johnson came in to do the lesson, and like three kids right away, like she was just like, oh, hey, how's such and such book that you're reading going? And I'm like, how in the world does she know all the books that these kids are reading? But I think that's a true gift you have of, of not only being able to help kids find books that they love, but then making that connection with so many students and being engaged in the reading yeah. that they're doing and having that conversation with well, them. Well, and I'll tell you, Mr. Hermick, that was one of my biggest concerns going into the library position hmm. is, am I still gonna be able to have that kind of connection with sure. kids? Because when you are in a classroom and you have that select 28, you know, you can build those kind of bonds and those kind of relationships. But when I have all 1,012, is that, is that, doable sure <laughs> and so it you know there are there are times that I, I may not know every single child but that is really a kind of my pet peeve and something I do try to work on where I know something that the kids like something that they're interested in so that I can piggyback on that hopefully with the book so I do I do try to work on that so thank you for recognizing it absolutely it's not, it is something that I really I really do work on <laughs> all right so last question for you and this is just kind of a oh, random sure. one that I thought of here okay. um you love reading yourself yeah ideal type of book and setting and oh. like are you is is there a coffee next to you like like yeah. what is that perfect setting for mrs johnson to to read a book well i love to rock when i read mm. so there has to be a rocking chair of some sort involved and not necessarily a hammock swaying but i have to be rocking <laughs> i love it and so i have several um rocking chairs. I have um, a couple of swings that are outside. I'd prefer to be either out on my front porch mm -hmm. or um, out in my backyard area on a swing. Um, that's just priceless to me. Um, not usually coffee, but a large Diet Coke yes. <laughs> is usually in hand, <laughs> followed by uh, sea salt poppables. There you go. <laughs> Those are my new favorite things right now. Um, and, but I just, that that's just my ideal on a day like today that's just bright and sunny and, you know, 75, 80 degrees. And it's just- Doesn't get heaven. much better than it that, does it? doesn't get much better than that. Oh. And I have to have the book where I'm actually turning the pages. I don't care for, I have a Kindle, I have a Nook, <laughs> I've got it all. I want the book that I can turn the pages. You tried it, but you want that true. No, I, I hear you there. It's like, I think like when you're reading a book, it's like there's part of that like that satisfaction of seeing the progress yeah. of going from the beginning to end so well i had a student one year and i know we're wrapping up but yep. i had a student last year that and today is the last day or thursday today is the last day for um our book fair our mm -hmm. online book fair and we are having to do it a little differently and the um last year the the big cases of the books that are along the wall mm -hmm. and a student came to me and she said miss johnson i knew the book fair was about to happen because i can smell the books oh. and i just i will never forget that was just just made my day because it is that book smell as to why i i love the pages and and that just that's one of the better smells in an elementary school <laughs> oh well 
It, it is always a joy to talk to you, Mrs. Johnson, and I, I know that our community enjoyed it as well today. So thanks for awesome. stopping thanks in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Roberts Community, what a treat that was to hear from Mrs. Johnson, our librarian. I am so thankful for her, and I know that a thousand kids are too, as she has just such an incredible way of being able to connect with students and help them find that perfect book for them to fall in love with. So we hope that this podcast today has left you encouraged that it has engaged you and we look forward to talking to you next week until next time continue to soar with the eagles